Hello everybody, welcome to the Average Roundup Wrestling Edition, where we don't aim for good, we aim for average. Which uh, still makes us better than Raw this week, because holy shit, that was bad. Uh, but here's my co-host, Quincy Mark. Quincy. You forgot to mention our new sponsor. We're sponsored now. No, we're not. Sponsored by Usi Hot. What the fuck is Usi Hot? <laughs> You'll soon see. Your head, this joke. Oh my god, so, uh, cleanup. We didn't make it to YouTube last week. Born the, we're still, we put it on CastBox. This week, YouTube, that's it. We, you and me talked about it before we started recording. This, you said it, Raw wasn't bad, it was messy. Raw was a mess, it was very clear it was a mess. Super messy. <laughs> oh my god, so. Somebody get the cleaning crew here. Let's not pussyfoot around, let's get started. So, Raw. Since last week, we it, there was this giant, giant commotion that Roman Reigns, the big dog, he had unfinished business on Raw. Dude, it was hilarious. Like, Roman Reigns just out of the blue is like, I got unfinished business on Raw. And I'm thinking, hmm, you beat Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania. Pretty much set Seth up to, you know, hold Raw down while Dean left. Hmm, what unfinished business? And then WWE's like, no, 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 no. Despite what Roman Reigns is saying, he's not going to be there. And Roman's like, ah, I'm going to be there and get my music ready. <laughs> I figured, I figured uh, Baron Corbin still need another ass whooping. That's what I thought. But then we get the Ro- Roman, uh, Vince McMahon shows up. And he's about to start talking, and then Roman Reigns shows up, and then they're talking. And Mr. McMahon sounds like an old guy yelling at clouds for some reason. Like, what was your opinion on Mr. Vincent Kennedy McMahon? Uh, they're they're gonna risk overexposing them, and he's gonna be a regular part of the show. They they put him on there because they like Vince will bring ratings, but you just keep seeing him every single week. And I I guess this thing is gonna be well, you know, what wacky thing will Vince McMahon do this week? I mean, you could do that, but just a lot of exposure of Vince McMahon is gonna kill the luster. Is it weak that is it weird that Mr. McMahon just kind of um, the same people the same people that share Mr. McMahon who do the bow down thing every time he shows up? Oh, that, the irony! <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're also the same people that also yell E A E W or anything. You mentioning T-shirt company, man. Oh, because uh, Goldust gotta be their top uh, their top salesman. Whoa, 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 whoa! There's no gold dust there. There's only Dustin Rhodes. Right. <laughs> Oh man, that's great. I, anyway, so they're they're having a bit of an argument about why Roman Reigns is here, and Roman Reigns says because I haven't finished business, you and the unfinished business is being interrupted by Daniel Bryan. Oh no, I thought it was I thought it was the unfinished business was I need to face McMahon, and I was like, wait a minute, you are facing McMahon on SmackDown, but here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. <laughs> he starts talking about how. You know how they got in the they got in the ring months ago and they were like, "You fans are the authority. We will listen to you." Hell yeah! And Roman just goes out and exposes it, and he's like, "Ah, oh, it's just a bunch of lies. You don't listen to them." Whoa! Why are you breaking kayfabe, Roman? What's wrong with you? That was Roman's promo. It was Roman's promo. I know this was promo. Set him up. He, he, he set Vince out and just said he didn't listen to him, and, and that Roman's not listening to him. He's listening to the people. 
And then Daniel Bryan shows up and he says, Dio, I don't listen to the people, I listen to the environment. And the environment says that you guys are terrible. And Roman, what are you doing here? What are you, colorblind? The hell's wrong with you? And then Kofi shows up and that's when I realized this segment has gone on a little longer than I thought it was going to. And it's like, wow, this ring's getting crowded. I hope no one else shows up on this opening segment. You know what? I, I even hope there's a justification for why all these SmackDown and Raw people are just colliding. Wait a minute, I've got an idea. <laughs> now I need an excuse. We're not going to pussyfoot around. I need an excuse. Let's talk about... I need an excuse the... to not do the brand split. But also to have SmackDown superstars on a show. I want Roman on both shows. Damn it, I want Roman on both shows. I need an excuse. I need an excuse. It's called a wild card rule. Wild card. Don't you mean the wild card, the wild card finals like we did in SmackDown that one time? No, it's not a SmackDown. It's not a SmackDown. This, this is a main rule. It's a wild card rule. Now I'm telling you, three people, three people specifically from either either brand, they, they can go interchangeably. What about tag teams? What about tag? They count as one people. Okay. <laughs> and I might change that number later. Oh, man. And uh, based on how amazing this rule is, Vince, do you, do you consider yourself a man of a higher IQ, a.k.a.? A genius. <laughs> I'm brilliant. <laughs> I can't believe he called himself brilliant. In Who could have thought of this idea? What? How, how, does he, how does he both get himself hard and jerk himself off at the same time? <laughs> Jeez. I can't believe it. TMI, TMI, TMI. I am so sorry. Oh my oh god. My gosh. Oh my god. So Wildcard Finals dominated this week on uh Wildcard Rule. Wildcard right, Rule. Right. Trademark. Trademark. Sorry, I, get, I gotta give you the wildcard experience. I'm sorry, dude. That was that was awesome. I was I was not expecting I love this idea. Oh boy. So you think they wrote it in the show or he made it up on the spot? No, 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 no. They wrote it on the show. It was very, very clearly a, a tactic to rectify the ratings issue. Okay. Yeah, they're feeling the heat. They're about to go into the summer and get ready for October. So they got to they gotta shuffle things around or they feel like they have to shuffle things around. So then um, they said they're going to have a match. Attack, was it a tag team match for the, for the main event? Well... We've got, you've got Kofi and Brian confirmed WWE Championship for main event. And then you've got Seth and AJ going against. Uh, wait. He's live from the Cheesecake Factory. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I know what this is saying. I know what this is saying. Yeah, yeah, so I got to go confused. Daniel Bryan and Kofi Kingston are going to have a rematch for the title on the main event. Then a commercial break. Then the commercial break ends, and AJ Styles is standing in the ring with... And I guess they did, like, uh, they stole Seth Rollins' move of transportation jutsu. And now we magically have... He doesn't know that move. He only knows how to transform an Undertaker. All right, all right. Only into Undertaker. Then we have AJ Styles just standing in the ring with Mr. McMahon. And, I'm, and that's when I realized this promo has gone on for 20 minutes. Because they made <laughs> it past the first 10 minutes of Raw and a fucking commercial break. Vince just sitting in the ring. He's like, God damn. That was such a good idea. I'm so glad I came up with it. And then AJ is like, and then, um, what's this? he was with AJ, right? AJ's like, yeah. I, I'm here in the, house that, in the house that you own that I didn't build. And I want a title opportunity. No, it's like, why are these people here? Oh, yeah, yeah. I was just on SmackDown. 
Why are these people here? You know, AJ, AJ, I love AJ's accent because he reminds me of that joke of Family Guy where that guy's in the boat and he's like Kermit the Frog, but it's Roman. And he's like, hey, AJ, where's Raw? Saying, wait, back to where you came. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a Lars Sullivan joke. And that brings, and that brings out Seth. <laughs> that brings out Seth back and forth. And Seth and says, Vince is like, oh, you know. This might be enough beef in the ring. <laughs> I want to see you two fight. I want to see you fight. And they're like, yeah, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. It's like, no, 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 no. Not against each other. As a team. And you know what's more exciting after going 20 minutes? 20 minutes into an opening segment window match. I'm going to put you against Baron Corbin. And then you hear like Baron's amazing theme song, which is great. And, and Drew McIntyre also was there. They need to make the announcer just be like, live from the Cheesecake Factory, it's Baron Corbin. And they do like, do like a pan of him running from whatever restaurant he's taken over being assistant manager at during the week. Really? I thought we made him a manager before. Anyway, was this match next? Yes. <laughs> right, right. So it was Severance and AJ Styles versus Baron Corbin and Bobby the Almighty Lashley. Uh, he's, he's not so mighty without Leo Rush. I miss Leo Rush. Yeah, he's too busy telling Finn Balor to fuck off. Anyway, uh, good match. This wasn't that. It, it, was, a Baron, it was a standard Baron that Corbin. That finish, bet. though. Yeah, so let's talk about the finish. Seth, uh, AJ Styles accidentally elbows Seth. And Seth gets pinned by Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin confirmed champion, future opportunity. That you know, man. You know, I thought that was going to be the one detail you forget. So I was going to pop up and be like, you know, the one thing people aren't talking about is Baron Corbin pinned the universal champion. WrestleMania main event confirmed. Get that man a title shot. <laughs> NXT TakeOver 25. Butts and seats. NXT TakeOver 25 confirmed. Bear, uh, Seth versus uh, Baron Corbin. Why on NXT? Why they use Roman numerals for this takeover? Because they didn't have a city in mind in time, so they realized, oh, it's the 25th takeover, so let's call it NXT 25. Is it really NXT 25, or am I just being crazy? Uh, no, you're not crazy, and I want to give them credit that it's probably the 25th takeover, and that's probably why they're doing it. All right, so anyway... Uh, let's go one long segment to another long segment. I think this might have been my favorite segment of the day. Sami Zayn shows up, starts bashing the people, then Braun Strowman shows up and tells, and I guess just says that Sami Zayn is garbage. You garbage. And, but my favorite part was when the, the door is, is going up and you see Sami Zayn backstage. He's just crawling out of the way and... Braun Strowman just like grabs him from the pants and starts pulling him and it looks like a really weird porno. Dude, Braun commits murder yet again. You... Yet again. See, you say that, but then SmackDown happens. And then that gets a little weird. Because I'm, I'm pretty sure he pushed Roman off a ledge. <laughs> Roman came back too. Oh yeah. Well, I mean he, he has a track record, a proven track record. Didn't he, like, drop a whole stage into Kane and, and Brock Lesnar? Yes. Oh, yeah, so let's talk about the other thing that was happening in between. In between Sami Zayn running away from Braun Strowman, the Lucha House Party fought some bunch of jobbers. And then before the match even ended, or I think started... I thought we were talking about Miz patiently waiting outside the door for Shane McMahon. Right. 
like an idiot. Yeah, because why is Shane? Why was Shane being raw? He's a SmackDown general manager. No, just Shane's looking at his phone. And it's like, oh, Miss is waiting at the door. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna go in this way. Fancy. Anyway, so in between the Lucha House Party, defeat a bunch of jobbers, then the match ends, and they, they don't even show the Lucha House Party celebrate while they're cut to Renee Young, mm-hmm. Bear, uh, Corey Graves, and the other guy as they're uh, talking about what just happened. They yeah. did not give a fuck. Yeah, that was so fast. I totally didn't watch that match and forgot about it. Yeah, so fast forward to the next match. A- anything in between? The Miss still? When did the Miss thing happen? When did the Miss Shane thing resolve itself? Oh, oh, when it resolved itself was yeah, later just, on. Very later on. You just want to skip to that for a minute? Because I'm just gonna I'm just gonna wrap the fire to everything else. I mean, okay, so you've got Mint, so, so you've got Shane. <laughs> this is hilarious. <laughs> so Shane's interrupted the match with Roman and McIntyre. Oh, wait, if it's that, that match important. Also gets wait, if it's that important, never mind. Okay. Hold on. So, um, remember last week we talked about 50-50 booking that was amazing? That was when we were talking about Mr. Robert Roode, right? Yes. Yeah. So let's talk about big 50-50 booking again. So Ricochet takes on Robert Roode again. And uh, this time, uh, this was for an opportunity for the latter oh, match. Oh, yeah. Their ass-backward booking where they were like, oh, yeah, <laughs> Robert Roode beat Ricochet. But Ricochet really needs to earn that money in the bank opportunity. No so. one else has to earn their money in the bank opportunity because no one else in this match lost a match. I, you know what it is? I bet when everybody says, you get an opportunity, you get an opportunity, everybody's like, no take backs, no take backs. And Ricochet's like, take back, damn it. Just back. Just, just about everyone, just about everyone has come off a loss going into this money in the bank match. Who deserves to be Except in this? Except for Braun. Except for Braun. And like Braun. Rand- and Randy Braun, Orton. Braun won the memorial. And Randy Orton, but he doesn't show up on TV. I mean, wait, no, he lost to AJ in Mania. He lost to AJ in Mania. Yeah. You know who yeah, lost? Yeah, now that you think about it, this is actually the first pay-per-view after Mania. Holy crap, you're right. No, I had to sit back and think about this. I'm like, no, there had to be a pay-per-view before. There had to be a pay-per-view before. No. This is the first pay-per-view after Mania. I should really get those reviews out the door. There's so much that happened in that span of time. You know, a whole bunch happened while you didn't get those reviews out. But a lot of things happened yeah, in sh- that time. Yeah, and thanks for the kick in the nuts. It's okay. The shakeup didn't matter either. I know. Speaking of kicking the nuts... Um, we cut backstage to the to Natalia and Naomi, and Natalia sounds like a mom. She sounds like like your older sister who becomes a mom. And then um, she's with Naomi, and they get formal invitations to a formal gathering by Lacey Evans. And then Dana Brooks shows up and says, "Hi guys, I also got invitations." <laughs> Can you look closer to the mic and be more obvious if you're reading the teleprompter? Just a little bit more. Just a little bit more, sir. So they so they open the invitations, they read them, and then they s- complain that they smell like freshly baked dinner. And then they go see the actual match, and Lacey Evans just beats a local jobber. Match. And Lacey Evans beats a Dude, jobber. There's like two moves. There's like two moves. One of them, the women's right, and a three count. I love the name of that, that was move. super awkward. I love the name of that move, the women's right. They're trying to make it like the next RKO. Like, that shit can just come out of nowhere. Anyway, then uh, Beth, then she cuts a promo, and then Becky Lynch defe- interrupts her, and I guess that's that. Really hot feud. Uh... Yeah. 
Grant, look. Leading to a good match. Look. They're giving. St- I'm always going to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. You never know. But the buildup hasn't been that interesting. No knock on Becky two belts, but I remember that Roy Rumble. And in my head, Lacey Evans got exposed. I hope this is better. I hope this is better. But in my head, she got exposed. Anyway, so then three jobber matches in a row because the Viking Raiders defeat two local jobbers. Wait a Wait minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> These jobbers have tag belts. Yeah. These choppers have tag belts. <laughs> oh, I couldn't segue to that any better. <laughs> what a fucking awkward match. I was like, Jesus, man. These choppers look so damn familiar. They have tag belts. They even get a theme song. When was the last time a jobber got a theme song? I'm brilliant. Okay, so... They're not great. <laughs> the fact that this match was just so one-sided. Oh my god, how long until the Raiders just get those belts? It's almost as if the winning team is going to get a future title opportunity. Yeah, just like Baron Corbin did. Here's my interesting idea, and I think I was waiting till SmackDown, but I'm going to pose this idea. Just merge the men's tag belts. Yeah, I've been hearing that going around the website, the I, internet. I would, I would merge them. I would merge them. They're going to redesign them, merge the belts, have tag, have the tag champs. Because you've already got the women's tag champs floating through divisions. And, you know, whatever whatever this wild card rule is going to be, just just merge the belts. Especially because, like I said last week, pretty much the Raw tag division switched places with the SmackDown, SmackDown tag division. needs good tag teams. So in, order to make, so in order to make the best out of having one half good, one half bad, just make them, uh, just put them together and make them average. That's how we, that's how we survive. Yeah, yeah, some somebody's obviously great and somebody's obviously less than great. Yeah. Don't yeah. cry yourself and don't don't think too hard about that. It's okay, your side's pretty heavy with the WrestleMania reviews. Oh my god, I I should get those out the door at some point. I will, I will. Just let me finish endgame, then I'll get those out of the way. Cause they're done. They're edited. I just need to combine them and post them. Like I I they're actually finished. Wow, it's really bad. Yeah, I'm just super. Get back on Raw. <laughs> yeah, I'm just super. Okay. Like, I'm not even burying you. You're burying you. I know. This is really bad. Anyway, let's get back to Raw. What's next? Oh, no. This is really bad. <laughs> no, actually, no. This was great. Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Better than WrestleMania match? No. Wait. Fuck. Yes. Uh. No. Fun. Yes. How? It was. They did a lot more. I think you got, you got to see Roman. But the looking. finish. Oh, uh, so the finish changes everything. No, the finish doesn't change everything. I, I, I believe that if you were to look at this match outside of the finish, yeah, way better match than Mania. But then Shane just but has... when you look at the finish... Shane has that ability to just ruin anything. Anyway, let's talk about... the punches of Shane McMahon. Let's talk about the best in the world. Shane McMahon. So Shane McMahon attacks. Uh, him and Elias are being the shit out of Roman. Is the, Elias shows up, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. I feel like I should know this, but God, I hate it. Eli- but Elias is just such it's nothing. Okay, to I me. was jumping back and forth through Raw too. Yeah. I can't wait until you get further down into the segment. That way, I can tell you the one where I jumped in, I saw it, and then I jumped back out and never saw the rest of that show. My favorite part was I was multitasking. I don't know what else I was doing, but I swear to God, dude, I would turn my head to look at Raw, see what was happening, just turn my head right back to what I was doing. I think I was doing something even more interesting. I think I was just playing, buying loot boxes in an online game or some shit. Anyway, so the Miz chills up, chases Shane McMahon. 
Um, Jamie Man hides from the Miz. You see the Miz running, 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 and then one of the uh, one of the uh, the reporter people. Dude, it was hilarious. And they're fake. Dude, it was hilarious. I don't think you're doing it justice. (laughs) So Shane, so Shane is bolting. He's bolting on his way out, and he's like just eyeing the corner, left and right, left and right. Charlie Caruso. This felt like a Scooby Doo. Charlie Caruso comes out, comes out of the side like an asshole. And it's like, hey Shane, why are you running from the mist? <laughs> Shane's ignoring her. He's like, I gotta get out of here. I gotta get out of here. He's just running. Charlie's like, come on, guys, we we have to get closer to get this scoop. That's a real reporter. They're going downstairs. Shane's at the limo. Miss the Dum Dum has already passed him. <laughs> has already passed him before he met Charlie. Shane's going to the limo. Shane's checking the inside of the limo. And Miss comes behind him with a chair. Hits him in the back. Oh, that's awesome. Hits him in the back. And he still loses. He still loses. He, get kick, he gets kicked in the balls. And Shane jumps in the limo. And gets out of there, dude. It's terrible. Oh. That has to be my segment. That was my segment of the year. Of the year. Really? There's oh. another segment on on this show that was segment of the year. Not in a good way. Oh. Not in a good way. Well, we don't have standards. Anyway. Say yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, say yeah, yeah. I rub my butt. Yeah. That's our thumbnail, by the way. I thought our thumbnail was going to be the Usi Hot. No, no. Our thumbnail is going to be Dawson rubbing his ass on the ring. Dude. And of course, the are you iconics. ready to take us there? Are you ready to take us there? Navigate us through it. So, cut. To, so, in between, I forgot which other segments the Usos were seen. I guess by uh, the reporter lady too, since her reporting skills are on point, catching people at least not as good, not as good as that ref. Because now that I think about it, you remember when the ref was doing like super acrobatic. Moves in the ring, sliding to get the pin. Oh yeah, remember the uh, the Uso versus or the badass ref from two weeks ago that broke his leg in that NXT show and yeah. still finished the match. Oh, remember, remember the uh, remember the Goldust and Stardust match against the Usos in a steel cage where the ref just jumps over like Goldust to get the pin. <laughs> Boom! Is it? There should be a compliment, a comp, uh, a compilation, compilation of just. Like, the refs doing insane bullshit. There, there is. There is. There has to be. Anyway, so, they're caught leaving and saying that their hands smell and kind of stuff like that. So, I was like, well, what are those, what are those, what are them, what are them Usos boys up to? And then, the, we get a tag match. Very tag-heavy episode today. And it is the Good Brothers versus the Revival. There was a tag match before this? So... That was the idea, because you saw them all in the ring. The Good Brothers were, like, standing on their corner. There was no intro. There was no nothing. It was just, this match match is going to start. But then the Usos appear, and they're like, Yo, Us, your hand smells like pubic hair. (laughs) Why? Because we were kind of dipping into this, uh, Usai hot. Dude, I've mentioned it three times. It's Usi hot. Usi hot, and they just kind of rubbed it in the jaw straps of Dawson and the other guy, and 
apparently they have per apparently Raw has perfect sense of timing because those effects are gonna kick in in three, two, one. Just in time for the camera to get in. So so here's the thing. I had stepped away from the TV. When I jumped back in the TV, Us was kind of explaining, and all I hear is "ooh," and then you, oh, I see, I see Scott Dawson just like, like screaming like a little girl, and Wilder's in the back, and he's like twisting and turning on the ground. They're both, dude. And then I saw turned it off the ball, the one with hair, take his jacket off. Put it in between his pants and just start going up and down, up and down. I didn't see that far. I turned it off. Gallows and Anderson are just laughing in the background. Is that why they're on Raw? Just so they could help? Yeah. And burial? And then, of course, the moment where the bald one... I should probably get their names right. Dawson. Dawson. He just gets on his, on his ass... And just starts rubbing his ass on the ring like a dog with allergies. <laughs> and then they they go all the way back. They go all the way to the Usos on the ramp. And the Usos are like, oh, we'll help you, help you. Here, have some water. And then they're like, yeah, sure. So then they start doing water. And then like he like looks, he grabs one of the Usos' hands and he's about to kiss it. And then he's like, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And then the other Usos like... I forgot. Water makes it worse. And then they just started like beating the shit out of themselves out of how hot it was. They started doing backflips, taking bumps on the ramp. Just like, oh, it's so bad. It hurts so much. I, oh, this is great. So, yeah. Worst segment of the year. How does it compare to Bailey? This is your life. That was last year. No, no, no! I'm comparing them because these are these are other segments that were god awful. Or, or Bailey, Lashley, this is your life. Lashley, Lashley this sisters. is your life. Ah, yeah, Lashley sisters. I thought it was Lashley, this is your life. Anyway, no, it was Bailey, this is your life with Alexa Bliss. Okay, uh, the reveal of the women's tag belts. That was a bad one. Not as bad as this. Come on, heavy machinery. Just- Otis just in pretty lady and creeping out. Alexa Bliss was not as bad as this. All right, all right, Like fine. the Bailey, this is your life segment was cringe. Oh, Dean's ass Lashley's shot. Lashley's sisters was was cringy. Dean's a- ass shot. The inoculations? No, nah, that wasn't as that wasn't as bad. Dean pulling his pants down where you can see like the the beginnings of a crotch and just it's, getting get his ass injected. That's not as bad. It's not as bad. It's, it's, bad. Not as bad. it's pretty like, bad, dude. That was it. That was made in the process of trying to enhance Dean being a heel. This was made to bury the revival. Yeah, but the problem was that it wasn't funny. Like that's why that's why I say Dean was bad because it wasn't funny. This was kind of funny. Not saying I'm not saying this wasn't. I'm not saying this is bad primarily because it wasn't funny. I think elements of it are funny, but when you when you look at the bigger scope of this, it's very clear the revival doesn't want to resign. Drew Maverick jizzing his pants out of being choked by Big Show. Yeah, that's pretty cringy. But this is worse. Which I'm convinced that man that peed because it wasn't because that wasn't enough liquid to be peed. That man. It's okay. I I, tr- I trust your expertise. I um I'm I'm not gonna try to cross reference any of this. I trust your expertise. Go back to our Royal Rumble review on Castbox, and you can hear and you can hear my in detailed analysis about why I believe Drew Maverick has a choking fetish. And you anyway. almost, and you almost could notice that there's a button that was being pushed. <laughs> By, by Mr. Maverick. Oh, uh, anyway, so Lars Simon beats up a jobber. 
Wow, is that even worth noting? Well, the jar was no way he'll say. Oh, yeah, it was terrible. Um, Kofi Kingston fights Daniel Bryan. Better than WrestleMania match. Now, now here's the thing. We have a SmackDown match with two SmackDown stars for a SmackDown title in the main event of Monday Night Raw. Let's backtrack a little. Um, in the main event of Monday Night Raw. Yeah, this I wanna, is crazy. I want to backtrack a little, though. Kofi's personality in his promo battle against uh, Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns. What, was it better that he was on SmackDown? Did this feel like fresh? Because I know we had our complaints about Kofi. How this made you feel about Kofi now? Uh, it's promising, but he's got to get away from all of the whimsy that the New Day was and show some type of growth from winning this championship because, yeah, last week really sat with me as far as the idea of Kofi not looking like championship material, and, and that's on WWE for that. They they haven't put him in a position where he could grow like that. Kudos on them, though. They're, they really rolled with that idea to give him an underdog kind of vibe, a bigger underdog vibe. Saying yeah, he did, he maybe doesn't belong in the heavyweight div- in the in the in the main event, but that but man should. will give you should. one half a match. He should. He's really good. Emphasis because um, SmackDown, the hot uh, controversial thing, I think had the better match. The Triple Threat was really good. Fair enough. No, no, I'm with you. So I'm let's talk. You. So let's talk about this match because, oh boy, um, Daniel Bryan. Pretty much, it was pretty much a good back and forth match. I'm not gonna go. We don't go too in detail. We always just talk about the storyline they're being told. But there was no Eric Rowan, I believe. I think there was just a. There was just a no nonsense main event. Let's get these people a hell of a match, and it was. Kofi got the win. Clean, mm-hmm. which means that Daniel Bryan is no longer in the main event picture, which justifies what happened. I wouldn't go that far. Which justifies what happens next. Anyway, so just overall... Means that, it just means that they're not willing to do the gymnastics that they would have to do to write Daniel Bryan back into the main event picture after putting Kevin Owens there. So, winners and losers of Monday Night Raw, Sami Zayn and The Revival losers. The Miz, also a loser. <laughs> he's he's god-awful. Winner, journalism. <laughs> uh, man, who else is a loser? No one else. Just it's a bunch of jobber matches, dude. Like people say that this was the worst raw ever. No, I even it's not had the worst raw ever. I even had uh I had people last week was worse. Doing like shoot YouTube videos without scripts, just complaining about how bad it was. But I don't think it was bad because six fifty percent of the match was just jobber matches with no names. And that's pretty good. Like like you want them to enhance your your talent. Now is a little more worried about Lacey Evans because they kept that one kind of short. But I mean, you you want those to happen. You 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 need to make your you need to make your superstars look good. So it's not worse. Last week was worse. Yep. Um, and the wild cards. It brings an interesting kind of flip because maybe it's brilliant, isn't it? You love it. Yeah. Tell me you love it. I like it. You love it. I, they, I like it as long as it's not too telegraphed that someone's going to show up. Maybe maybe if they keep it kind of like, ooh, what a twist. He just came out of nowhere. Dude, it kills any option for them to do a draft or shakeup. And they're still going to do drafts and shakeups, but it doesn't really matter. Why? Because 
brand exclusivity isn't a thing. If you're if you're a top main event or star, you're going to be on both shows because they want you on both shows. It doesn't doesn't matter that Roman Reigns is exclusive to SmackDown. He's going to be on Monday Night Raw. See, is see that's why it's interesting that the wild they they just use the wild card. It's like it's not just an excuse to have Raw both Raw uh, to have Roman both Raw and SmackDown. We should also kind of see more interesting things like having maybe Asuka show up back on Raw, maybe have Carrie Sane show up in Raw sometimes. I don't, I, I I don't see this as a good thing. I understand why they did it. I mean, you you wanna you wanna make the product a bit more interesting and you wanna you wanna pull people in, but I think long term this is gonna kill them. Is this going to last past? Is it, how long do you how long do you give this wild card rule? Left? Give it till SummerSlam because it, it's advantageous. It's advantageous. I mean, you any superstar you think that's going to be hot or it's going to be a ratings booster, you can just shift them over. Now it's probably going to be a nightmare as far as travel and house shows go, but like you can you can move those people over and and have them on either show, but doesn't matter what brand you're on anymore and as they've shown they can they can defend a totally different title another thing i want to talk a totally different show another guy i want to point out right now is uh ricochet why well, was he the only one that got a he i know they kind of played off by saying byru doesn't believe that he deserved this opportunity because he beat him but what was the point uh just because a lot of people saw the logic in that that's what i see but then why not just have I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have done it. I mean, you can't backtrack. You can't backtrack like that. You've already passed that point. Yes, it made logical sense for there to be a number one contendership match between the two, and you didn't do it. But just going back and acknowledging it makes things very weird. I think it's a feud. I think I think Rude is gonna cost Ricochet the money bank. I mean, if you thought Ricochet was walking out with the briefcase, that was your first problem. All right, so. That's it for Raw. Overall, let's give it a thumbs in the middle. Thumbs in the middle? Yeah, thumbs yeah, in the middle. Yeah, thumbs in the middle. There were, there were some terrible things on this show, but thumbs in the middle. Not, yeah, but not, nothing too, nothing too like, I'm about to puke. I mean, they had, a, they had a WWE Championship match in the final hour. Yeah, what do people want? And Yeah, you got, you got Rollins and AJ, they're moving that stuff forward. And you got a very awkward moment between Lars Sullivan and Mr. McMahon, so. Oh, yeah, it's like. Sir, I know you set the rule at three, but I'm here already. He's like, are you telling me I should move it from three to four? Uh, yes, Mr. McMahon. That's brilliant. I'm glad I thought about it. Um, anyway, so Lex I'm Bridge. I'm a genius. So like we did last week, Lex Bridge, the, the Lex create a bridge between Raw and SmackDown by talking about the firehouse. The firehouse funhouse. Playhouse. That's true. So this episode, because this is a story that will never, never end. A friendship that will never, never end. I love it. Anyway, so this story is Bray Wyatt shows up from that weird door of his and finds out that the bustard killed the rabbit. Yeah, Ramblin' Rabbit's dead, dude. Such such an important part. The lore behind that character, deeper than Game of Thrones, just kills like that. Dude, man, I was saying rest in peace. I was hearing people just wearing black and observance and going through very, very deep depressions for this rabbit, man. I know. Anyway, so in order to, so, uh, in order to mourn the rabbit, Bray Wyatt decides to have a beach, par- a beach party. And he sits... Warded the buzzard. 
Yeah, so he sits down, and surrounding him are just a bunch of kids with the saddest faces. It was hilarious. The kids, they told those kids not to slap, but to look so fucking miserable. It was awesome. And then Bray Wyatt just sits in between all these kids, puts on his large, uh, obnoxiously large glasses and says, Alright kids, we're gonna go to the beach. And remember, I will always like your way. You just need to let me in. And that's the ending of this latest episode. You just need to let me in. Bye. Bye. I love it. Don't ever wrestle because you were you. That character is not a wrestler. I am. But I am officially digging the direction that they're going with this. I'm. I'm curious as how this will translate to his in-ring return, but just the way he's kind of breaking down. Oh, and I called it. Great. I called it last week. I said. Uh, Mr. Rogers like, so I called I said last week Mr. Rogers I said I want Mr. Rogers to kill somebody that, and that didn't happen no they killed they killed the rabbit mm. anyway so now let's talk about uh, Smackdown and the Smackdown Dash uh, AJ Styles starts by cutting a promo and then Zami Zayn shows up and argues with him but then AJ is Sammy's like you what are you 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 terrible AJ because these people are terrible and you're terrible and then AJ's like you smell bad because you were put in the garbage wow I went from AJ to Christopher Watkins real quick on that one anyway then Kofi shows up and said AJ was like wow they're just giving them title matches away I think I should reckon to have one yeah, I miss SmackDown, the house that I built. I have the papers and the construction right here. I own the deed to the land. <laughs> anyway, uh, my Minecraft server just shapes like SmackDown Live. <laughs> you think AJ plays Minecraft? No. Ah, screw you then. He's too busy playing those weeaboo anime dating sims. I can't believe. I can't believe. Sammy just came back from the dead like that. Now, now on my way here, I'm thinking, I'm like, man, Sammy came back like Seth came back from hell with Kane. Yeah, he sent me to hell, Kane. <laughs> anyway, then that's uh, my dentist appointment. Kofi shows up and asks them, "Why are you guys here?" And then they like, let's just have a match, triple threat match. That was going to be our main event. Not much about this segment. I didn't really care that much about this segment, honestly. But the match made up for it. It's because there was no Vince McMahon. True. Uh, Anyway, then we have... Ali. Ali. Mustafa Ali versus um, Andrade Cianalmas in a match... Just Andrade. In a match that lasted as long as a commercial break. I know, interestingly enough, it ended just like Roman and Drew McIntyre. Interesting enough, I was scared because they were really committed to that Spanish fly. Like, you saw they were shaking? They were committing. They were like, we're already here. Seen, I've seen too much Spanish fly. Tone it down. Anyway, so Randy Orton shows up, thinks he's the big boy in charge, and RKO's both of them. And care about Randy Orton, but they have to justify him being in the money in the bank. And yes, yeah, you said it, he brings names, but I don't care. Anyway, let's talk about the, uh, the another MVP. The best in the world! Shane McMahon shows up and decides that, hey, 
we need a new we need to a new tag team part two tag team champions and there's only two people that I can think of that deserve those titles and no they're Rusev not the Rusev and Nakamura aren't any of them yeah not even the B team even though they were like his henchmen for like a day or two I wouldn't have given it to the B team I honestly thought that that he was gonna insert himself and Elias I thought was gonna tag team champs I thought he was gonna make himself in the announcer tag team champions no no. I don't know, maybe. Anyway, announcer can't take a bump. He gives it to uh, Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan. And then the Usos say, no way, Us. Let's beat them up for it in the wild card. Yeah, but it's very weird that a Raw tag team can come over and challenge for a SmackDown tag team championship. Wild card. You never know what's going to happen. Anyway, so great match. Eric Rowan got the pin. Yeah, I mean, he needed it. Brian, Brian didn't need the pin. But I know, though. Brian didn't need the pin. D-Brian's already over. It's a great plus for Eric Robin to grab the, grab those pins. Anyway, another thing that we forgot was that Shane also had another important announcement about Money in the Bank, which he never made because the Miz shows up and beats the shit out of the B-team. Yeah. What? Why are they making stuff up? Probably going to add a stip to the Money in the Bank match. It felt like this could have easily just been combined with the tag title thing. Because it was two different segments. Well, if the B team were to be involved in the tag title thing, you know, actually giving a SmackDown tag team champion, I mean a SmackDown tag team, a shot at the SmackDown tag team championship, then yeah, you could tie the two together, but no. Anyway, well, oh, sorry. Mandy Rose and Sonya Bill took on Carmella and Ember Moon. The coolest part about this match was that I found out what Mandy Rose's finisher is called. The Better Roses. That's that's neat for me to know. I, I did call not... it the fairy tale ending. No, it's the Better Roses. Call it the fairy tale ending. I call you a. Duke. I think you should watch that finisher again and call it the fairy tale ending. <laughs> anyway, so Paige shows up and decides to follow hey, the it... champ's lead. She, Paige, is, uh, Paige shows up and says, you know what? I'm going global. Here's Asuka and Carrie saying they will challenge you guys next week. Which means that Ember Moon and Sonya Deville... Ember Moon. Ember Moon. Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville are gonna beat Carrie uh, and Asuka. So are you set on Mandy Rose winning this briefcase yet? Because that's where I'm at. Uh, yeah, but if she does, there's a there's a 50-50% chance that Sonya Deville is going to keep her from cashing in. Uh, I actually think the story is better if Mandy's successful. And Sonya gets the title from her? I didn't say Sonya had to get the title from her. I think, I think Mandy's, I think, I think it's foregone conclusion that Mandy's going to hold that SmackDown Live Women's Championship. I don't think she's going to cash in on Becky, but... Alright, so then the main event of the evening... Kofi Kingston takes on AJ Styles and Sami Zayn. Um, Very good. Yeah, great match. Uh, there was a lot of character work, and, obvi- and obviously the spot of the of the match was Sami Zayn just doing three blue power bombers or whatever they're called. Blue bombers? They're called the wild card. And just three on Kofi. Like, he contorted Kofi's body, but that boy got that Roman Reign power of kicking out of two. Yeah. And decided uh, to hit him with the... Uh, uh, it's not a trouble. Is the trouble in paradise like the kick? Which trouble was... in paradise is the kick. The SOS oh, is the flip. Okay, okay. I, I get those confused. I'm He's so got sorry. awesome finishers. He's got awesome... Kofi's got awesome finishers. Yeah, the, the, I, li- I like trouble in paradise. It could also be like a I don't know what kind of move. 
I like I like the SOS. He doesn't use it as much. It's, you know what? I think this wasn't a great episode of SmackDown, but it was what it, it was what Better needed to be. Raw. It needed to be average. Better than Raw. Exactly. So any the stuff that we missed that we didn't mention in between was um, Alistair Black got another weird promo in between commercial breaks. They didn't say, but apparently Buddy Murphy shows up and challenged Mustafa to a match next week. Allegedly, that might happen. I didn't hear that happening on air. I heard, I heard, I heard that happen off. I heard that happen off air or something. Yeah, that's what I said. I'm, I didn't hear anything of that happening on air. That's what I was saying. But overall, let's just kind of sum up these episodes of Ron SmackDown. So the wild card finals, because they don't affect NST or 205. The wild card rule. The wild card, right. ru- the wild card rules because they don't, they don't affect NXT and 205. I don't know, man. I mean, again, we, I guess we, we did touch upon it already, but it's gonna work. It's not. It's gonna work as long as they don't make it too predictable. You're under the impression that it's just not gonna work in general. It's it's like having it's like having the brands merge without having the brands merge. They're gonna use it for top stars and top angles, and doesn't really help to get the larger group of people over. But it help in the short term. I just think there's long term effects that they can't get around. Also, Finn Balor had a promo. Had one of those like camera promos with. How come they all oh, they all how come all of them film with like iPhones fives? Uh, it's easier to produce. Okay. So Finn Balor's kind of, he wants to be Finn two belts. Gimmick infringement. He's still in, he, he's still in Naito's gimmick from New Japan. But who cares about that? Let's, uh, we're going to be in, uh, for now until it happens, we're going to be in Buddy Murphy and Alistair Blackwatch. To see. Uh, I'm, I'm mainly on a watch for Buddy Murphy. I mean, I'll be with Alistair Black. Alistair Black isn't going to really show up until Money in the Bank or after Money in the Bank. All right. So anyway. Quincy, I'm going to need you to shut your whore mouth. And I'm going to talk over all of it. As we talk about the 205 life hurdle. I am like just salivating to see this Ara Devari versus Tony Nese title match. It's going to be amazing, isn't it? Anyway, revealed. The pre-show for Money in the Bank is going to be Ara Devari versus Tony Nese. The- just announce that. Yeah, well, now I'm announcing... just announced that. I'm announcing his position. Anyway, what did I say about talking? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> You're going to announce it on the pre-show. Okay. Okay, sir. Shut your whore mouth. Just shut your whore mouth. Anyway, so we so three matches as per usual. We start with the Arya Dabari versus Noam Dar. Mwah. Ugh. And um, before the match starts, Tony Nese shows up wearing the mo- wearing his uh, small chain jeans shirt combo and decides to sit down with the um, announcement announcement table. Now, I didn't mention this last week, and apparently it doesn't it doesn't matter that I didn't mention it. Like I said two weeks ago, Otanga was part of the commentary team. Guess what? Last week the, it was a four man table. They had Percy. No, it was Otanga. The British guy, the other dude, and Aiden English. Where's Percy gonna go? Because I don't know if you know this, but Beth Phoenix kind of bumped him out of spot in NXT. Ooh. <laughs> what? Yeah, they're they're doing Beth Phoenix down there as commentary. Really? Yeah, Marl, Nigel, and Beth. That sounds weird. I gotta go watch NXT now. Nah, it's gonna be it's probably it's gonna be the next set of tapings, but yeah. My thing is, what insight does Beth Phoenix actually bring to the table? I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Anyway, back to my... 
Wow, you de- you derailed me hard. Cause I cause I thought that Percy was gonna show up on 205 Live doing commentary, especially when you said four person. Anyway, so this week we're back to three persons because apparently they just told Tango to go fuck off somewhere. Tony needs He's going back to the pay-per-view pre-shows. He's gone with Percy Watt or Percy Jackson in with the- Sam Roberts. He's gone with Percy in the land of forgotten commentators. Main event and superstars. Oh, I got something to say about that. But we'll, we'll do that after we're up here. So anyway, uh, the match starts. It's really good. My, It's an okay match, I honestly. There wasn't a lot too interesting. Noam Dar did his usual. But it was more like a showcase for Arya Dabari. The only thing that hindered this match was the fact that on commentary, Tony Nese and the other guys were talking the whole time. But it was non-stop. And usually that, that doesn't bother me. But this was one of those, it felt really in the way of the match. I stopped focusing. I tried to be like, is Tony, what's the, why are they trying to interview Tony Nese? But I should pay attention to this match. So that was a big gripe. Anyway, then the second match was... The Singh Brothers versus Discount Hay Machinery. The the hey, they there was two jobbers that just look exactly like Hay Machinery for some reason. Anyway, the Singh Brothers won and they're challenging Lucha House Party to a rematch. Uh, then Mike Canellas and Maria are entering are going on the way to the ring, but Drew Maverick stops them, letting them know that thank you for making the match. Thank you for uh, honoring the same day of this, of this new no DQ match by banning D. Brian Kendrick from the ring. So then Drew Maverick says, Oh, yeah, I, I do that, but I'm also going to ban you from the ring. So he banned the Maria Canellis from the ring, too, which means it was only going to be a Kirito Sawa versus um, Mike Canellis. Then the bell rings as we get, again, the best theme song in the world. The greatest, greatest love I ever known. And versus Akira Tosawa. Hold on. One last thing. Because I actually had to uh, do this thing because I didn't know who the fuck these people were. So um, next week is going to be the London show. And this looks like it's going to be a main event Fatal 4-Way match versus Mark Andrews. The only guy, the, the Tony the Tony uh, Hawk of 205 because they think that's the only British person that exists. Jack Gallagher. Mm-hmm. <sighs> You're missing the guy. Uh, Converto Burio. There he goes. And I need to actually look up this guy. Something named James Drake. Oh, from NXT UK. Cool. Yeah, I, I did not know who that guy was. He's a UK tag champ. I bet he was. He is. He's the current UK tag champion. Sure, sure. Whatever. Yes. Anyway, so onto the match. Easily the match of the week. You go watch this match. So these people took this. They went to town. They had they had one of the most creative spots that I ever seen. It with trash cans and ta- and tables. Honestly, seeing Akira Tosawa do a do a swan do um do his senton power do his senton uh, drop on to Mike Canellas with a bunch of tables was a thing of beauty. And then seeing Akira Tosawa put a trash can on top of Mike Canellas and then suicide dive onto him. I I. Thought my neck broke when I saw that. But they followed the tradition of 205 Live disqualification and no DQ match where the fans want tables. They want tables and they don't give them tables until the very end. Or they make it, they make it as a unique table spot that you're never gonna see anywhere else. This unique spot was Akira Tosawa was about to superplex um Mike Canellas into the into the two ta- into two tables. Mike Canellas is able to reverse it in the top and it's giving him a fireman carry. Akira powers through it and gives him a hurricanrana to both tables. And both men just hit hard the tables. Um, then the finish with a swanton with a bunch of chairs. And Akira wins. 
this match doesn't help Akira more than it just just makes Canelo's a fucking megastar. Who knows? I'm not sure where they're going to put Mike Canelo's after this, but he's clearly the next generation of 205 Live and alongside uh, greats such as uh, Oni Lorcan, who had a promo this and also makes them ready to fight jobbers and nobodies like Roberto Carrillo. Anyway, that's it for 205. Watch this match. This is my match of the week. I'm just going to call it right now match of the week. Anyway. You're wrong, sir. <laughs> you are wrong, NXT, sir. NXT Dash. I'm just gonna. I'm, I'm just gonna tell you, you are extremely wrong. <laughs> All right, Quincy. Mike's yours. I'm sure this is not gonna be my match of the week. <clears throat> so interestingly enough, I'm not gonna spend a lot of time on it. But I saw. I had saw the 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 little um, the Worlds Collide event that they had on the network for them. They were doing the 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 female matches. So I watched all the women's matches and Mia Yim's on commentary. I go straight into NXT and I jump right into Bianca Belair versus Mia Yim. Funny enough, Bianca's in the main event of, of the Worlds Collide fighting for Tony Storm's title with me on commentary. And then both of them come back and, they, and they're having a one-on-one match to open NXT. NXT opens right into, right into their one-on-one match, which... It it made me remember this this burn this 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 feud that they're going on that they've got going back and forth. But um, good match, good match, good match. Uh, a lot of character work between them. A lot of trash talking going back and forth. They they they've got that good chemistry back and forth as far as the verbal and uh, interesting finish to the match. So. Bianca Belair actually gets a heel victory. Get this, get this. So Bianca, so Bianca's holding on the holding on the pin, and they're right up against the ropes. And Mia Yim, and Mia Yim is getting is getting pinned. And right at the moment, right at the moment where they're about to get, where they're setting up for the three count, you've got Bianca Belair and her hair is in is in the rope. So she lets go of the rope and she's holding on to her hair, which is around the ropes, using it for leverage to get the three count. Bianca wins. Wait, what, what, what? Bianca uses, they, they, they use Bianca's, Bianca's hair thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She got a little extra leverage on the rope. She was able to wrap her hair around it, let go of her hands off of the ropes and hold on to her hair to... To that, keep to keep uh, me and him down for the three count. That hair thing is gonna get out of control at some point. Well, well, well. I thought it would have been time for me and him to beat Bel Air, but the fact that they did a creative finish like this, I let it pass. It's only a matter of time before she uses her 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 hair to choke somebody. Has she done that? Uh, no. Oh, okay. she'd probably get fired from WWE for doing that. No, you know, you know, Bianca Belair reminds me of. Go look at your notes while I say this. She reminds me of a, of a character in JoJo Part 4. Love Deluxe, because her stand is just her hair. Okay. In the funniest, in one of the funniest segments on NXT, <laughs> you had, you had the War Raiders, or the, the Viking Raiders, get jumped by the Forgotten Sons. Now, this is hilarious. They're showing you camera footage. They're showing you camera footage, and they've got I'm I'm gonna call I'm gonna call them by their regular names. Hey, they've got Hanson and Roe walking, and this black pickup truck pulls up in front of them. 
and it's Jackson Riker behind the wheel. So you've got so you've got Jackson Riker, aka Gunner, behind the wheel. And and Cutler and Cutler and Blake sneak up behind. They beat him down. He gets out of the vehicle. They all three start beating him down. And then they hop back into the pickup truck and drive away. It's more hilarious if you see it, I'm telling you. Okay. <laughs> they they go to another they got another segment going on with the with the horsewoman. They've got um Chessman Duke, Maria Sphere, they're doing they're doing their oh, henchman one and sparring two. since they're doing a sparring session and Shane is there and then Eoshirai pops up out of nowhere and starts attacking Shana. And what those henchmen wanted to do? Well they realize that Shane is getting attacked and they're like, huh, real fight. <laughs> let's get this let's get this three on one advantage going. Are they worse than Team Rocket? Henchman wanted to. Are they worse than Team Rocket? No, 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 no. They jump in and they get the advantage. Someone else gets in. I don't know exactly who. I didn't know if it was Casey Catanzaro or Candace LeRae, but someone else gets involved trying to trying to help, quote unquote, even the odds. But security ends up breaking all of this stuff up. So they're they're trying to keep they're they're trying to keep the story going with with Io Shirai and and Shayna Baszler. So that that's obviously where they're going as far as the championship goes. So, all right. So, we've got another match on. Mr. Raul Mendoza against Riddick Moss. I don't know if you remember Riddick Moss. No. Okay, so Riddick Moss was in his tag team with, with Tino Sabatelli. Who are guys down in NXT. But they brought him back. He's got this weird, like, bro-ish type of gimmick where he's he's got this, he's got this like, weird massager thing that's kind of like, kind of in the shape of a gun and he like points it at his muscles is this a sex thing no 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 no. you would think you would think it is but you'd be wrong it sounds like a sex thing though hey man hey man take with it what you will if they got a pretty good match going on mendoza mendoza is really pulling it it's got a lot of high flying stuff and uh ends up getting the pin off of like a twisty splash it was like a twist splash off mm. of the rope. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it, dude. Maybe when I see the finisher, I'll know what the name of the move is. No, it's just like a spinning splash. It's cool. Okay. It's cool. They advertised that Kushida is going to be back in action, having another match next week. Oh, you didn't have a match this week? Yeah, Kushida didn't have a match. Why? Because they... we needed to make room for the main event. Okay. As I said, main event is going to be Matt Riddle versus Adam Cole. Yeah, yeah. So is this following that story thread where Adam Cole just accidentally puts himself into matches with with uh, Matt Riddle without realizing it? Like, remember last week I was learning that what the photo shoot or something where Adam Cole's like, "Shit, I just put my ma- I just challenged uh, Matt Riddle." So this is just continuing well, on that. Follow up, follow up to it. Now this is a match of the week. <laughs> this match was so good. Matt Riddle so vicious in it. Strikes are great. He's throwing a whole bunch of suplexes. It's an awesome back and forth between the two. Very, very surprising that they gave that they gave us such a such a scope of match with it. That it was it was a long match. I was waiting. I was waiting for the DQ. I was waiting for it to be interrupted. I was waiting for the error to hit the ring, and you don't get it. So it wins. So so Roddy so so Roddy comes down to the ring towards the finish. Mm-hmm. Trying to help out Adam Cole who's outside of the ring. Matt Riddle comes over, kicks his head off, 
<laughs> kicks his head off, jumps back in the ring. This is Adam Cole's back in the ring. So he's trying to minimize him, distracting him, jumps into the ring to a super kick from Adam Cole. Adam Cole gets a two count. Adam Cole gets a two count, gets reversed, puts gets reversed, put in the bro mission, and he taps to the bro mission. Whoa, so wait, so what was that? Matt Riddle wins clean. How does that put your draping goal scenario into process? Okay. We we all know the match is still going to happen at TakeOver. Oh, it's a rematch? Was that announced? We're building to it. We're building to it, but we all know the match that's going to happen at the next TakeOver. Okay. So after the match, I'm, surpri- I'm surprised they did a clean finish, but after the match, they... Um, they have the rest of the era come out. They're continuing. They're continuing the issues back and forth. Once again, once again, Kyle O'Reilly separating Adam Cole and Bobby Fish separating Roderick Strong. Which again, I have to point out, Roderick knows that if he breaks up with the era, he's two hundred five bound. Uh, I hope he understands that. I would hope not. Like I, I said it not. once, and I'll say it again. Roderick, you're be- you're, you're nuts. What are you doing? So they, they, they end up leaving separately in the two groups as before. You've got Roddy leaving with Bobby Fish first, and Adam Cole leaves with Kyle O'Reilly towards the end, and he's just he's just burying Roddy. He's talking about Roddy making him lose every time Roddy's down there at the, at, at the ring or in his match. He ends up losing, and that's how we end the show of NXT. Cool. All right, so... Uh, they also announced, uh, yeah, like we said before, they announced NXT TakeOver 25. Kind of lackluster title even. Cause this, this well, how do you do that when you're trying to figure out what venue you're going to be at because you don't know if you're going to have a show in Saudi Arabia? I know. This is we. This is going to be iffy few weeks for NXT booking-wise when it comes to this TakeOver. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure... Mm, they've they're... got some very obvious routes that they are going to go with this. Okay. So now, are there going to be any title changes in that main event that uh, takeover? I think so. Wait. I think there's going to be multiple type title changes at this show. And we took me a minute to realize that it took me a minute to realize that 205, I mean that uh, Money in the Bank, it's next week. So I guess Monday's going to be our go- so I guess next week is going to be our go home show. Yeah. I guess. All right. I don't. I don't know, man. So it's this, enough time. It's enough time for the Money in the Bank combatants to have a fatal four-way between each other to figure out who's going to have the advantage going into the pay-per-view. It's enough time for me to actually put together those uh, WrestleMania reviews. My God, I I slept on those hard, and they're done. Man, I wish I could do these NXTs more justice, but still, like you get more time than a, I do. I needed more time than you. It's just. Like, I have to explain to you, Riddick. Moss. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like a Minecraft material. I have to... I have to... I have to I'm explaining. I'm, I'm explaining just... Man. Like, you don't know everybody there. You don't know who Raul Doze is, but you know who Umberto is. Because he sucks. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so this week of wrestling, overall... I think it was more highs than, than downs. You know what? It's because Raw is just such an amazing beast 
that it overshadows everything. But when you actually look at the rest of the week, this week actually was better than expected. Because you get both a great smack, uh, an average SmackDown with a great main event, an amazing 205 Live, and an even better NXT, allegedly. I don't believe you, though. Anyway. <laughs> I, I'm not going to say it was a perfect NXT. I'm not going to say it's terrible NXT. It's pretty good. Okay, so I guess so I'm not even gonna ask because we usually do it, but you pretty much we you pretty much already know we're our match. We're pretty definitive. You're wrong in your assessment, and I'm right in my assessment. Superstar of the week. God, God, there's a superstar of the week this week. I guess not. I remember I, I keep track of these. I, I have a superstar of the week. Fuck it, I'm just giving it to Roman again. Just gonna give it to Roman. I'll give it to Kofi. I mean, congrats, you defended your title two nights in a row, and you won. Like it was much, it was much needed for them to do this, but very haphazard that they're trying to build their champion mere weeks or days before the pay per view. Roman, because he changed the landscape of WWE again by introducing that wild, by having Ms. McMahon introduce a wild card really? rules. Really? Yep. Okay. Anyway, thanks for joining us, guys. And you can find us and you can find us in the Super Average Podcast and Castbox. You can find us at Super Average Podcast on YouTube. And you can find me at the Average Podcast 1 because the Average Podcast was taken. Anyway, as always, it's your boy, Deceptionally, and my co-host, Queensless Mark, Quincy. Watch Riddle versus Cole and realize how wrong you'll be.